Hello and welcome to BakaCast, episode number 380. I am your host, Dustin, and with me today is Larry. 380. Hmm. You know, there's an airplane with that number. It's a big deal, too. <laughs> ben. Uh, finally recovered from my D&D weekend. Nice. And Aaron is around here somewhere. Can crickets, uh, can crickets, As always, you can find show notes at www.projecttarhi.net or audioentropy.com. Uh, and, uh, gosh. We watched a couple things this, these couple weeks. Um, let's, I guess, begin with Gene Shaft episodes 8 through 13. Yeah, where uh, the, uh, well, there are bugs in the genes, all right, because uh, these these 23rd century humans seem to be just as sneaky as 20th and 21st century humans. There's some, there are some bizarre narrative choices made in this last half. Um, like but for the most part, in- it's okay up until the very end. Yeah, like, the, though, there are some, like, things that they do that just kind of don't seem to really go anywhere. Like, there is, like, with the register on the, like, main people ship, there's this idea Bilkis. of, yeah, on the Bilkis, there's this idea of, like, essentially sort of implying that, oh, maybe having registers like these women that are essentially enslaved to these these men and taught to repress their emotions is a bad thing, but it kind of doesn't extend beyond, like, that one dude actually being nice to his register and, like, her taking command at the end because everybody else is either dead or, in, or just incapacitated. Wow. Uh, yep. And they kind of don't... I like the way she took charge, though. Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's definitely like, commandability, yes. I, I do like the other operator's reaction. She's like, wait, did she just call us by our first names? Yeah, that's... It's so unprofessional. That's, that's another thing, like... Th- there's a lot of these little elements of the backstory that they introduce that make this... make the setting feel more... feel more fascist and less progressive um than sort of the one we're typically used to but they don't really they don't really address it in universe like there's just like a couple of times like maybe someone will very slightly break out of that but they don't really talk about it much actually in universe like even with the dna thing they mentioned dna most of all uh and there's a vague implication like scattered throughout that hey maybe judging people by the dna they have is bad but then at the very end like there's all this talk about oh she's a white class that means that she has unlimited potential so it's like or she's normal i thought the dna classifications were the was the bad thing (laughs) well getting back to the way registers are treated uh you know uh lord sneak treated his really well and jean godot treated his really well Aaron, you were like, going to say something? Uh, it, it it feels like uh, they got to episode 10, and then they're like, okay, guys, we've got three episodes to wrap this up. We're like, wait, wait, three? I thought we had 26. Cause, yeah, it's like, I don't even know how I want to end this thing yet. Yeah, because wow. they drop a ton of plot lines and just kind of pull stuff out of nowhere, like the weird terraforming the planet thing. Yeah, like now, also moon, rather. a, bu- a oh, bunch okay. of people die in quick succession. <laughs> yes. uh, well, and t- in 2010, Europa's the one that gets 
terraformed also. So Europa seems to be the favorite planet about Jupiter to uh, yeah, terraform. Yeah, attempt no landings there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, on the ground to open up and swallow ye. Um, so, there yeah, was there's supposed, like some... Well, there was supposed to Go be ahead. two... There was supposed to be, when this all came out, there was supposed to be two OVAs that were supposed to, and then Bandai lost interest. Mm. For Gene Shaft? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, it's in the it's in the flyer in the back of the last uh, DVD, talking hmm. about the ta- talking about the proposed OVAs. Interesting. It, it's weird because it's a show that both feels very rushed and also like way too slow. <laughs> I think because they spend a lot of time on like the programming scenes and like the mecha scenes that don't don't really serve a purpose like to be fair the programming scenes with the little girl and her doll are hilarious and the best dulce yes yeah dulce they it did kind of great at me at the end i think mostly because it felt like it was supposed to be a commentary on really crappy bosses but didn't but didn't really like go hard enough into the idea that the the girl is actually kind of terrible at her job because like She's constantly telling all these people, like, oh, code harder, but, like, she's not having any better success herself. Like, well, she, it, e- it, she even misses the virus and then berates them for also missing it. Well, and, you know, the funny thing is, is Gene Shaft appeared right after Crest of the Stars, and if I remember right, one season of Gundam, and I always wondered if... Somebody looked at those and said, hey, what if we pour these into a blender and... <laughs> I mean, but there's only a single scene of actual mech fighting. And even yeah, that that's for like when, when, when Mir and Yeah, that's when Mir finally squares off with... Uh, it's like... Yeah, I think, I think the thing is, is that it feels like there's a lot of content that they get through, but also very little of it ends up mattering. Well, I guess where um, I get, or I don't know. I don't think it's not that it, it's not that it doesn't matter. The problem is, is that they had a whole lot of ideas that they did not adequately explore, and yeah, like the 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 themes that they were the themes that they were going for, they did not commit to them. Yeah, I I should specify more like there's a lot of things that they set up that don't end up mattering for the way that it ended. Well, because um, like way, it kind of ends in a non sequitur, to be honest. Well, yeah, and I mean, you had to vaporize Lord Sneak all at once. So yeah, his duplicate ghost pushed him into the fire, and yes, that's a great way to get rid of him. That gets rid of all the molecules at once. But Mika coming and arresting Haruto at the end, knowing good and well that Haruto is going to die, uh, that was kind of his. She, he finally calls her by name, and she goes, "Yeah." Huh? You could couldn't you say just a little more than yeah? Like the whole thing is weird because, like the shaft executes its final program, which apparently is just generating a different ring around Europa that then terraforms it, and that somehow yeah. fixes everything. Well, and, and they when Orpheus just stops its ring around the suns. Well, what I'm wondering is remember the planet glowed. And I'm wondering that if the not only it was a dual discharge, Oof. it discharged into it made the ring, and then it also uh, wherever Obius was, it got Obi Wan defunded. It got Death Star. It was just yeah, I know. It's called Oberus. Look, this late at night, you're lucky you're getting English out of me. <laughs> uh, it was just real weird. Like there was just no explanation and no build up and. Just nothing. Yeah. Just uh, here. Here's the ending, I guess. I get. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm with. I'm with Aaron. We went like ten chapters fine, and then all of a sudden somebody yanked out uh, eleven through twenty-four and said, "Oh, here, do twenty-five and twenty-six." Well, yeah. Well, well, it's not like we ever got any indications that the Gene Shaft could even remotely do something like that. No. Nor do we know why. You know. Oh, why Mika is so special that she's able to even do that. It's like, oh, because it's like a program that's executed, but like, 
did Mika make the program? If so, how? Dulcie loaded her DNA into the shaft. Remember that? She had her come down and she took a DNA shampoo and loaded it into the shaft. How does that make any sense? Because DNA, Dustin. That's how DNA works. Don't you understand? Look, like I said, I'm with Also, again, doesn't that... uh, See, then that even even more goes against the ideas of the show because like if you're using literal dna to make your mecha better then that doesn't that mean that there are some people that inherently have better dna duh like like doesn't that just completely like look this like take apart one of the central themes of the show in, in that classifying people by their dna is bad but well, it, like if like one type of dna can literally terraform a planet with mecha magic that seems like a pretty good reason to classify dna here's the thing mirror had perfect dna mirror was supposedly the perfect human and mika whipped her with her little finger well that just means that their classifications are wrong they they put mika in 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 d tier when she should have been s plus tier i don't know but it's just you know i like I said, I am still with Aaron. I think I think some chapters of this drama ended up on the uh, cutting room floor, and uh, probably in a round container, and have been recycled into uh, milk cartons by now. <sighs> yeah, I stopped playing. Yeah, that's the thing. Is that I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd call like that whole DNA classification as bad as one of the central themes of the show, because I think a big problem the show had is it does not commit to any one central theme. Yeah, well, I guess, I guess by central theme, I mean the one they seem to harp on the most, or, like, mention the most. Yeah, except that, like, even from the get-go, they've been muddling and been all over the place with it. Yeah. So, I just... It's just... Sloppy. I do not know what kind of point that they were trying to make here, because they were really sloppy about making it. Also, uh, the the random character deaths are odd. Like <laughs> Rem, Rem, Remy turns traitor in seven and then dies in eight. Mario mm-hmm. like cylinder nukes himself with the other guy in ten, and then Sophia yeah. gets crushed by gravity in eleven. Mario's death is maybe the lamest one because, like, it's just him consistently failing to actually do his job properly. <laughs> I just love, and it's just like, you know what? Screw it! I'll just take this, which I clearly had as a backup. Yeah, because like, because like he has the he has this like badass moment when he's saying goodbye to his register. It's like really dramatic, and then he like teleports onto the ship, and like everything immediately starts going wrong for him. Mm-hmm. Well, he's just know, so because, lame. Well, you know, because Sean is supposed to be such a smart whiz kid. Well, yeah, whiz kid. No, John was just whiz, lucky. Right. <laughs> he, he, Except he, he, not. He, he went whiz, all right. He went up in a cloud of smoke in a hearty high Do we ever find out why John keeps referring to himself in the third person? Because, because that's his personality? Yeah, because all that's right, the way they sure. wired him. They right. wired him that way because, you know, we had to have somebody to hate, I guess. Yeah, he really is hateable. I'll give him that. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's a... he's just the worst. For the yeah. one I mean, episode he appears in, I think? He, yeah, yeah he, he's, he, he, like, shows up to monologue for, I think, half of one of the episodes, and then he's primarily... Then there's another episode where he's primarily in it, and then that's the same one where he dies, I believe. Uh... Yeah, he, he I, just I think, goes Bond I think, villain drinking tea. Yeah, I want to say the episode where he's introduced is the one where he like beats his register, and that's how you know he's a villain. Because he beat the dog. Ooh, ooh. Now, 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 now. What? It's a trope I, name. I know. Yeah. I know, but still. But but also, Aaron brings up like. Uh, a good point because the registers are essentially treated like dogs but again that's another thing that the show doesn't really care to examine at all there's a there's a lot of gender stuff the show just doesn't 
really care about that seems kind of weird <laughs> well it, it, then you get back to the ratio of nine nine women to a man and then that becomes a mess too yeah there's there's a lot of the, about this show that just doesn't feel like they had it's like you had some good got you had a good skeleton here you had a good backstory like you got some good world building going on but then they just didn't flesh out that skeleton enough. Yeah, yeah. kind of cr- crashed and burned it didn't around. Re- didn't really think it through. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's and, what know, I'm saying. It, it felt like at episode 10, they're like, okay, guys, wrap it up. And they had way more planned. Well, we had way more debugging scenes we wanted to do. <laughs> you know, you know I just, that's, no, the thing no, about the, that's the thing is that like, you know, I can't, I, this show is, like, wrong in all kinds of ways, but I just can't hate it. Yeah, I know. Uh, maybe if they had gotten the second season, they would get two new songs to the, that they actually, could use as background. Actually, two actually, new guitar there riffs? Is, there, there is yeah, a, exactly. Okay, yeah, a, the guitar riffs are great. The ending theme is terrible. Oh my there, god, the There is theme. a 15-track soundtrack CD for Gene Shaft. Believe it okay, or not. And, and that's half surprising. of them are not used in the anime? That's surprising, because it feels like they use, like, three songs. <laughs> like, Two and one, a half, yeah. one, guitar, one guitar song for all the action scenes, and then, like, one song for just background music, and then one song for, like sad scenes i know when i when i ordered the cd i'm like wait a minute there's actually music i want to hear what yeah this this is there are double digits of songs yes this is one of these things where i ordered it and i'm like it was at a time where i was ordering anime and stuff and saying well if it's really bad i can use it for a paperweight <laughs> Have you even listened to the songs? Or did you yes, I've it? listened to the soundtrack. Yes, it's a, it's it's surprisingly um... soundtracky. Yeah, not Star Trekky, just soundtracky. Yeah, except for some reason, what they didn't use half of it in the show. Well, they did, but they only used pieces of songs in the show. <laughs> I know. I still love. I, I think my favorite scene in this entire show. Which train? When uh, in episode ten, where they're debugging the uh, teleportation program, mm. and Mir's in there as well, and they both start laughing, cackling. Yes. And the debugger girls are just like, "Yeah, they're twins. That's that's yeah. not good." Yeah. Yeah. This. This. Who? Who? Are, yeah. I appreciate the mirror dramatically cutting her hair scene. Because God <laughs> had one of those. Well. But symbolism, Dustin. Yeah. With, witness the rise of angry mirror. Ah, so just normal mirror then. But done, but with 50% more angst. I, I get, you know, there's a line that goes something like mirror, mirror on the. Never mind. <laughs> Uh, well, I you know I told you guys it'd be an experience, and I think I did a relatively decent job of not ruining it for you. Yeah, no, it's it certainly was an experience. You are absolutely correct about that. Yeah, uh, as as stated, the the stuff that we recommend is not necessarily um good you don't, you don't <laughs> in out, a yeah, traditional you, sense you, you don't want to run out and let grandma watch this she may disown you and do do other things that you wouldn't be happy about but but it sure as hell is entertaining yeah, yeah. It, i was it, never was bored the, i'll give it that oh there was never a dull moment <clears throat> which is surprising considering the amount of reuse scenes like when the shaft uh, uh leaves and comes back Oh god, yeah. <laughs> like, like that they reuse that one scene like three times an times. episode at least. It's like, dude, we can, it's like we can only afford to we can only afford to render so much footage. <laughs> now, you know, Ben might actually have cuz I'm trying to remember which studio did that. 
Yeah, because yeah, cause think about because uh, think about early two thousand CG is that uh, rendering like rendering time and cost was non trivial. No, it, this is, was the new technology that was like you know thousand uh, so dollars an hour. Yeah. So you're saying we need to remake Gene Shaft? Sure. And uh, <laughs> we, and you know the funny thing is is most of the cast that is that was on Gene Shaft is still doing voice work today. So it would be hard to round them up and say, hey, it's twenty years later. You want to do this all again? Except Dulcie's actor. She might get a little upset if she's got to do that laugh bit again. <clears throat> oh, boy. All right. Uh, man. I'll, I, think I, I think I still feel confident about giving this show a three. Yeah. Even with the, yeah. even with the really bizarre ending. Yeah, I'm gonna give, I'm going to give it a low three. Yeah, yeah, three. I I think is definitely what Gene Shav gets for entertainment value. Yeah, yeah. I can. I I I will be generous and give it a three-ish, two-ish. Oh, three-ish, also-ish. Yes. All right. So uh, yeah. let's talk about the last Godzilla movie on Netflix, the uh, Godzilla: The Planet Eater. So uh, we go from Gene Shaft, which kind of ended amusingly, to Godzilla, which ended not very amusingly. Hey, well, y'all, did you forget that the scripts for these movies were written by Genu Rabuchi? You sure won't this time. Uh, there know. are... Okay, so here are the things I liked about this film. I like the idea of King Ghidorah as this weird uh, space and time bending creature from outside the universe. That was pretty dope. It's like an eldritch horror King Ghidorah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ghidorah was legit scary. Yeah, it's a good Ghidorah. Um, I liked the scenes of them integ like the scenes near the end of them integrating with like the Mothra people. And that's kinda it. <laughs> like, oh, hey, no, wait a minute. So, the moth making an appearance an appearance was a good thing too. Uh, okay, <sighs> so for me See, I actually deducted points for that because they they finally like try and pay off the buildup of, like, these people are clearly, like, descendants, are clearly, like, the Mothra people, but then all we get of Mothra is a silhouette. That's bullshit. Give me actual Mothra. Well, we this, They've this already is confirmed most, that Mothra died. This is the low-budget part of the film. Yeah, well, you know, Mothra for me... Come back. He's a... <sighs> now, for me, I thought, I thought the movie was well-made... I thought it flowed well, but the point it made, I just do not buy. Yeah, so... It was, I think the the ultimate message of the movie was bogus. Yeah, it is tough to tell what point the the movie was trying to make, as Aaron was saying there. Because, like, it kind of goes all over the map in the final movie, because there's... Is there's a stuff like with religion and with like the with the other alien race essentially like betraying them and going like oh yeah this whole time I was using you to try and summon Ghidorah so he could feed on Godzilla uh, and a whole bunch of stuff about like oh yes humanity will always progress like civilizations will will always progress to this point eventually where they can summon Ghidorah and I know it, it's weird because like there's it's very weird for it to have both a point where it says like yeah religions huh they suck and also be like you know what and technology that sucks too <laughs> it's uh 
Yeah, right. Because yeah, because the thing about it is, it's like, right. I mean, okay, the EXIF are just awful, awful people. You know, they yeah, the the priestly aliens. They're yeah. I mean, yeah, because they're like, yes, it's like, it's like yes. Uh, the whole point of our religion is to summon Ghidorah. It's to su- yeah. It's to summon Ghidra and have it eat plants. Yeah, and, and eventually, perhaps it will even grow strong enough to come into this reality and eat the whole universe. Because that would be dope. Because we love Oblivion. Are you <laughs> and, sure that they weren't reading from Lord Sneak's? Uh, <laughs> you know, because that's what he wanted to do was wipe out humanity and and the solar system. Why? Oh, wait a minute. Are you sure we're not? Never mind. Sorry, continue. Yeah, it, I, I just, I... Yeah, I, yeah, but, but, yeah, but it was also, like, it's like, yes, I want, yes, I want, I want humanity to be heroically eaten by Ghidra. Because that would be more aesthetically pleasing. Okay, yes, the XFR are, are, like, actually, really, are, are actually really great villains in that respect. You know, but I, I, I was honestly kind of disappointed because it turned like a genuinely interesting character who, like, was kind of weird and honestly felt alien and didn't necessarily hold all the same opinions as like and val not didn't necessarily hold all the same opinions and values as a human, but was still like ultimately, you know working with them into just a generic like aha i will destroy reality villain yeah like embrace death and just felt really generic to me and i just super didn't like the heel turn um we knew he was up to crap from the first movie but i was hoping it'd be a little more complex than i shall destroy the world you know actually what he reminds me of when they went after the Ark and Raiders of the Covenant, the the the, <laughs> the priest that that sat there in front of the Ark and thought he was going to be so smart and see what happened to him. <laughs> yeah, but also, uh, but just now, saying. But the pro the problem I had was that was that the movie is that yes is that yes these guys the EXIF are awful. But the movie did not go far enough in repudiating them, because because like that whole thing about how, yeah, their whole thing about how, you know, civilization when it reaches a certain point automatically gives rise to Godzilla. I wanted that to be wrong. <laughs> yeah, or, or at the very least, it would have been nice if the repudiation to that was like. All right. Well, it's it's inevitable that we give rise to Godzilla, but that doesn't mean we have to be in conflict with Godzilla. Um, in much the same way that like human humans today, you know, have to deal with like wolves, but like we mountain lions, like we we yeah, but we don't go out, but like we don't go out there and be like, well, we hate wolves. Let's kill all wolves. Um, and I do realize that there are like issues with some some humans. Yes. I do do that to wolves, and that's a bad thing. Uh, but it, it's it's weird that because on the one hand, there it feels like there are seeds planted that would lead the movie to a conclusion that is more about Haro, sort of like. Of letting go of his hate and the humans learning to sort of develop alongside Godzilla uh, and sort of like learning how to give Godzilla his space. Um, yeah. Especially since that's that's initially what it seemed like Mecha Godzilla, Godzilla City would allow them to do. Because one of the things about that is that it was able to just hide from Godzilla. Like, it didn't necessarily even need to be used as a weapon. It could just be used as like a shelter and it, it just got turned into a weapon so it felt like what it was heading towards was like we don't need to kill godzilla 
we can just find ways to live with Godzilla. Um, well, which is kind of what they do, but more in the sense of like, well, the only way to live with Godzilla is to keep ourselves at a like primitive technology level. Which is weird. Yeah. It's like tribal society. It's the only way that humans can live properly. <laughs> well, could be worse. Could all start I mean, yeah, they could all be dead. Well, they could but also all started singing and dancing around the bonfire, too. Yeah, and like... And like, this, this isn't me trying to poo-poo tribal society because like there are certainly things that are useful about um the ideals of tribal society and things that you know can still be handy to take with us into sort of what we consider to be modern civilizations but also but on the other hand it's weird to be to end a movie with the main character essentially destroying everyone's like destroying everyone's uh the symbol of everyone's chance to sort of rebuild um like a modern human society and there i mentioned this while we were um sort of while we while we were discussing this earlier before recording just trying to get our thoughts together um and i, I did see a read on the ending of Haro sacrificing himself and like going on a suicide mission essentially where the idea is that it's not necessarily like abandoning technology, but rather abandoning technology that was made because of fear and hatred, which I think would be, would make the ending a lot more palatable, but I don't necessarily feel like that interpretation has a, ton backing it up in the rest of the text yeah, yeah well, because, my, my because it appeared because right i mean i think that you know the best ending would have been for you know for like yeah the remnants of you know the remnants of the of humanity to sort of form a synthesis with the mothra people and you know in which you know you know they they you know they assimil- They uh, you know they learn from the Mothra people's society, and the Mothra people learn from them. And you and know that seemed to be what it was going for up until yeah. the oh yeah. hey we've managed to restart this. Well, I'm going to take it out and kill Godzilla. Well, and the thing is, is he was cannibalizing uh, pieces of her uh, to do it. And he says, yeah, I can still keep cannibalizing pieces and using her to rebuild society, and maybe that. Just didn't sit well with the boy. Oh right, yes, because the uh, yes the source of the uh, the source of the uh, nanotech that was gonna that was gonna restart civilization was the the bits of uh, the bits of Mechagodzilla with it that was in Yuko's body. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, that's creepy. Well, yeah, but once they restarted, that was just to restart the uh, the one little Mecha. Once they got that restarted, then he was talking about how it's self-replicating. There is that, well, and that, and that it, he doesn't need her anymore. Well, I'm... yeah, it's also it's also kind of shitty that he just brings her along and forces her to like blow up too. And like I know in in earlier in the movie they say, oh yeah, like you know She's we're not going to be able supposedly. to bring her back, but like they don't necessarily know that. <laughs> like, well, yeah, and, you, you know. I, I watched that and I'm like, because like she essentially fused like with a weird nano metal. Like who knows what her nature is anymore and what being brain dead actually means. It just seems kind of yeah. I don't know. Like the whole way that she's treated by the movies two and three kind of sucks. And. Yeah. The 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 two main Mothra priestesses they kind of get turned into like motivation pieces for the male lead, and then he gets. Yeah, I, w- I was hoping. I was hoping like the yeah. Moth- I was hoping the Mothra people would have had a solution to Yuko's problem. 
yeah, yeah me that's too, what I was but expecting like, too. But like at the end, they just kind of don't matter until it's like, uh, like their their role in the third movie, especially like the the two main female characters, or well, one of the main female characters is just to like be breeding stock essentially for the whoever survived. Uh, and then again, Haruo goes and kills himself, so he doesn't even raise his kid. It's like. <laughs> Man, uh, I, th- th- I feel like this movie has Urobuchi's worst tendencies on display. To me, like well, personally, it's just it's... Profa- it's just profoundly nihilistic, and like the women are treated kind of bad compared to, compared to like the first couple films. Well, personally, uh, trying to look at it as non or as fiction as anime as it still sucked you know that's the thing is that urobuchi generally doesn't go in for pure nihilism well <laughs> no i mean there's usually there's usually there's usually a point <laughs> true yeah i don't know i i think i've I think over the years I've cooled on Madoka Magica, uh, especially given Rebellion. Um, I still haven't yes, watched that. I would I would not recommend it. I it I hated it. It made me retro. It made me retroactively feel much worse about the Madoka series. Um, it made me kind of question his motives about that series. Uh, I thought, Mod- yeah, like, yeah, I, I thought... will say, at, at the very least, there is a coherent point. Yes, you're correct. Coherent or incoherent? Well, there was kind of a point to, uh, there was kind of a point to this movie, too, but it was a bad one. Well, it, yeah, I just kind of, an hour and something, almost 30 minutes, that, hmm. Uh, course then again i watched it and the last episodes of gene chef today so it's like yeah my brain's kind of um if i start sounding like uh, guacamole don't worry yeah all in all I this wish... was an underwhelming month for the baka cast yeah i i wish the king Ghidorah fight scene was more exciting though because like as much as i like his design he and Godzilla don't really get to fight very much. No, like, no, he kind of just dancing. comes out of... Kind of just comes out of three voids and just, like, bites Godzilla and starts yeah. sucking him like a vampire. And then we and get then, a silhouette later, but that's it. Yeah, and then, like, the, the coolest thing that happens is Godzilla tearing one of its... Like, one of the head's jaws open like uh, King Kong did to one of those dinosaurs in the Peter Jackson movie. <laughs> Um, I mean, which was cool, but yeah, it was a very underwhelming actual fight between Godzilla and Ghidorah. Uh, that's like it, it was. It was mostly people just expositing about how oh this, I we can't see it on radar. This can't be possible. The sensors are telling us that we're already dead. I I do love the. Like when the when it first comes out and they're like scanning it and it goes into like full techno babble mode. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And then they learn that yes, they're already dead. Yeah, th- that that scene was the one like where it just entirely destroys the the spaceship in orbit. That was where I was like, oh, I'm probably gonna not gonna like how Urobuchi ends this, huh? <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> I... much so. Well, when they couldn't revive uh, Yuki, I figured, okay, this is going to end up being bad. Yeah, I was already kind of pissed about that. and Yeah, well, I'm glad to say that it, um, it was underwhelming and uh, so, did, not meet, did not meet any of my expectations. Over to you. I'm going to give this movie a two. You're yeah, I'll, I'll give it a two as well. I think. Um. Yeah, because it 
it would have had to really be bad to get a one, but I tell you what, it, it wouldn't have had to get much worse to be getting a one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are some scenes in it that I do like, so I can't really say I completely hated it all the way through. Um, it's just sort of the, the core parts of it <laughs> I yeah, had a lot of uh, issues with. Like 65 of the 75 minutes, yeah. 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 I just... I, I, I'm still trying to, I, you If know, nothing else, it shows us that the, uh, the CG that they use for Knights of Sidonia and this, that it can do, be done very well. Yeah, like, budget. Uh, yeah, for a big, I, 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 it did, excuse me, for a big budget movie, this one really blew. I, I, I'm wondering I, well, how the production, the production committee felt when they sat down and watched it and said, oh, what do you think? Uh, we'll be eating at McDonald's for a while because this ain't going to make chip for money. <clears throat> yes, Excuse but it does look pretty. It looks yes, good. it does look very yeah, good. I, yeah, I, see, I, that, I, I... see, that's the thing about Polygon Pictures is that they are constantly upping their game. You know, they're, they're learning how to make CG look good. Uh, and I, it, there's, I guess there's no complaint on the CG looking good. It's just... Man, you guys could have, you know, you could have done 20 minutes of a ship flying around the sun with that CG and would, <laughs> would have been better off than that. I'm sorry. Look, I told you, I'm, it's late at night. Look, I, I've, I get I've crabby, gone off I get plenty crabby, of times before. So. I get crabby and it, critical at this time of night, let me tell you. It's <sighs> only it's only fair for the number of times that I've ranted that Larry gets to go off on something. Oh, uh, well. yeah. The story <laughs> crashed and burned. Literally. I'll tell you what, um, personally, if I had to walk around and say, yes, I was responsible for this, I think I'd be wearing a lot of baseball caps and uh, taking the late night subway and uh, staying out of the popular places for a while, like 15, 20 years. Uh, I, of course, then again, you know, the guy, when they did this, they're probably proud of it, but I haven't read any of the reviews, but I kind of got told the other night that I was not going to be happy. And then I looked at the person who was talking. I said, you say one more word. And they're like, okay, okay. We've seen this look on your face before. Yes. Do not anger me. Yeah. I, yeah. When your favorite part is when they just go completely nonsensical with the techno babble, it's, it's <laughs> not that good of a sign. It, it, I I tried. I mean, okay. Like I said, I had I had a warning from a friend that this was going to get out of hand before it was over, and I'm like, you know, you can stop right there because we've known each other long enough. I know where you're going. What the next thing in the next words out of your mouth are going to be the spoiler from hell, and there it probably would have been, but. In this case, I kind of wished he would have warned me a little more because, yeah, we had to watch it and review it, but at least I'd have been prepared for it to go <laughs> at the end. Like, I really wish they just ended it right before the scene where he's like, yes, I've got the mecha back online, and just cut it there. That yep. would have been fine. And they, could, they still could have gone, and, and, they, and they still could have gone to the thing there after the credits where they're all sitting there, you know, burning the effigies and having a wonderful time, that would have worked out fine, too. I could have been happy with that. But, yeah, the weird... No, did... no, no, yes, Sarah and I have to completely and totally concur with what's going through your brain. It, it I, I agree, giving it a two. And it, it, it's... I think, like... The first movie was like a five. The second movie was probably like a three, and then this is a two or maybe a one. Yeah, that sounds about right. And, like and the I, first, movie, which, first movie was really good. And mm -hmm. I, I, and if you haven't listening audience, if you haven't gathered from this conversation that we're not going to recommend this as a must watch. Um, yeah, I'll like definitely watch the first one. Like. I think second one is also probably worth watching, but just until, just, we'll, just imagine your own ending for the yeah, third yeah, movie until, until you gets metalized. <laughs> just just make your own fan fiction or Yuko, whatever. But yeah, 
Shall we? Uh, there's no listener questions. What do you want to do next? He asked cautiously. I'm going to go to Disneyland. No. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, what are we going to review next? Oh, God, that's a good point. We haven't decided what we're going to do, what we're going to review next. Yeah, but you know what? Oh, no. We can surprise the world and let them listen in next time to see what we're talking about. Good, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, man. I think we should do, I think we should do some, like, you know, some more current things. Yeah, yeah I, I think so, too. Yeah, so how, um, how, how current do you want to get here? Shockingly like, current? Like oh, last oh, year. Oh, oh. Something from uh, last year. Something, so, someone from last year. We could do Space Patrol Luluco because... We could do that, yes. I, I, could, I, I would be on immediately for that. All right, because well, because I remember like even during the season where it aired, where we weren't doing this format, we didn't really uh, like give it a particular segment on the show. Oh, so I think it might be okay. Worth and, and you want to do it about it? You well, that'll be quick because uh, you can. Yeah, we can do the entire thing because it's really short. That's what I thought it was. I, I yeah. Sure. I just Let's I, I just re- I just remember I, the best scene in that is when uh, Luluco and Akko pass each other in space. Yeah, something to look forward to there. Okay, okay. And which movie do you want to try to watch, or not? Just just do the, uh, just do the Space Patrol, and then we can decide movies later. Nah. Hey, I look. I can't see your guys' faces, so I'm making suggestions in the blind. How about how about let's do Lou over the wall. Okay. All right. Uh, so hang on a second. Let me get my list and alter it here so I know what we're not doing next. Uh, which... Yeah, I, I just I just deleted the ones that we watched that were on the list. Yeah, and I need I need where's the it's pinned. Let me pull the list up. Pinned messages. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you know it's a funny thing I don't like is you pin messages and you click on the link then it takes you back to the message. It's like, oh, oh man, Lou over the wall was also directed by Masaki Yuasa. Sure, <laughs> sure. man, this is the same guy who did Night of Short Walk on Girl. Yep, Devil May Cry, De- Devil Man Cry Baby. I almost said Devil May Cry Baby. <laughs> oh man, I'd love to see that. Uh, Oh, ping pong the animation, man! This guy is this guy's made a lot of stuff I like. Uh-huh. So let's let's see if Lou let's see if I like uh, Lou over the wall just as much. Yeah. Okay. Oops. Oh, please don't delete it. No, <laughs> I tried. It. I yeah. Well, I tried to, and it and it went phooey. You and I are <laughs> you and I are in the same place here, and it's going uh huh. And then I got right. Okay, so that is that is going to be our our two things. We're going to be talking about all of Space Patrol Luluco and the movie Lou Over the Wall. It's two Lou's, double Lou. Oh, Lou, Lou, my Lou. mouse is screwing up. That's what's. Oh, oh, never mind. My mouse just died. Yeah, that's do it. Yeah, that's why it was messing up, folks. <laughs> All right, what I want so... to watch, Dustin. <laughs> oh, uh, Aaron put on Goblin Slayer. I think that is an appropriate title that we will all enjoy. <laughs> oh yes, Goblin uh-huh. Slayer, sure. I, I, uh, but we're only going to get to see the first season. We got to wait till the second season comes out. That's true. Also, um, a month from yesterday, it looks like it will be a decade. Since Bakemonogatari came out. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Oh my gotry. <laughs> See? Whew. Didn't... Is it... Didn't... A, 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 or, or is it not out yet? Wasn't there, like, going to be another Bakemonogatari thing coming out soon? Yeah. Uh, uh, there was an Awari... There was a Awari uh, Monogatari movie. No, there was. Uh, wait a minute. It was. Uh, wait a minute. Now, 
I'm looking here at the list and all of a sudden things are jumping around on it. Oh, it's because I deleted Goblin Slayer there, Larry. Oh, okay. It has served its purpose. Alright. <laughs> yes, Aaron Did you was watch the Aaron, first episode, Larry? Aaron was just trolling you. Yes, I actually I actually watched it all the way up to the Yes I did. Oh, I think I think we should just watch the first episode and then talk about that. I watched the entire show. Yeah, that would be like watching the first only episode of Ice and talking about it. <sighs> okay, Zuko Owari Monogatari. Okay, right. Yeah, it was uh, uh Yeah, was Zoku Zoku Owari Monogatari. That uh the movie that movie came out recently. I don't know if uh Right, yeah, it was a movie, so we were still waiting to see if it would work. Yeah, hang on a second. Yeah. I got I got to change batteries in the mouse, or I'm going to kill my computer. All right, be right no back. Uh, so yeah, I we'll look, we'll be. deal with all this stuff later. Uh, no, no one, no one cares about this part of the podcast. So I'm just going to go ahead and wrap it up here. Um, yep. You do that. So I realized something. Now I can't shut. Audacity off because the mouse died. <laughs> uh oh. It'll just, it'll just keep Time recording. Time to use control commands. Yeah, alt, alt, alt up your. Well, I want to make sure it saves all, all up mine. I don't go know. into. Time to go into PowerShell and. Yeah. No, it's uh, time to throw the mice batteries back in the mice long enough. Hey, I threw them back in and now the mouse is broke. Well, anyway. Dope. Let's say our uh, goodbyes yeah. quickly. Th- yeah, that'll be it for this episode of BakaCast. As always, you can leave comments or questions at projecthari.net or audioentropy.com or you can email us at BakaCast at projecthari.net You can also tweet at me at StiltsTheGM and you can bug Ben at at DeathSlinky and there's tweet you do, yeah, you don't get a chance to bug Larry anywhere. Yeah, you can. You got a whole stinking website, and if I don't like what you write, oh, yeah. disgust, dis- disgust, and Discord will disgust you. That's yeah. true. You can bug Larry on the website. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you really want to talk to Larry uh, directly, just put a few curse words into your uh, <laughs> message on the site, and it'll automatically yeah. flag it and give it to him. Yeah. Yeah. It'll flag me. All right. <laughs> We'll and uh, anyway, yeah, bye. <laughs> yeah, Ben, Dustin, three, two, one, Kiribush. What season is Real- it? Wabbit season. Well, bye.